Simplified Chaos, Episode 22. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to start leading a more purposeful life. This is Simplified Chaos. Welcome. This is Jillian, one of your podcast hosts, and I'm with my husband and co-host, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? And we are just grateful to have you here listening again. As always. What are we diving into today, Jilly? Notice I waited for your you nice did. pause. Yeah. <laughs> Today's topic is something I feel like everyone can resonate with because it's embracing everyday chaos, the daily grind of it all. Ooh. The Sounds small intriguing. things. Yeah, I think definitely the small things we, you know, face every day can add up to either make a happy life or can add up to make a not so happy life. I hear that. Well, before we dive into that, as always, let's jump into some gratitude. Jilly, how about you start off? What are you grateful for this week? I'm gonna cannonball into gratitude today. Oh. I saw <laughs> you said dive, so I'm cannonball. Cannonballing? All right. I'm a little <laughs> slow right now. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, I am grateful for being able to make friends as an adult. It's tough. I, I think it's really tough. And, you know, we just had dinner with um, a friend that I met, and I'm so happy I met her through it's a coworker. So, since I am a teacher, um, I met her a couple years back, and we just clicked automatically, and we had a lot of things in common, and it was. It's, it's rare when you can find someone that you just feel immediately comfortable with and right. can just be real and just let it all out. And she's just one of those people. And shout out to Lauren. And we we had her and her husband and her little baby girl who's this, almost the same age as Lucille over. And it just reminds me of like how freaking awesome it is that we met and just that, you know, we're friends still. And it's just really hard. Like most of my friends are friends that I had when I was in high school or Right. middle school and it's just difficult to make friends as an adult and i think it's it's so yeah, let it's me a hard process. let me let me let you in on a little secret oh so from what i've heard and what i've been reading and, and everything like that is that as lucille grows up and gets older we're going to become friends with a lot more adults and parents mm -hmm. from her school or class or from her age um you know depending if she does go to public school I know that's something that we've mm -hmm. talked about not doing, but that's it tends to be itself. like, we're kind of in that transition stage where we're still friends with a lot of people from high school. But I hear as you get older and as your kids grow up and you know, you're with their parents a lot more, your friends tend to shift to those, but I still love our friends. I get that. Yeah. Every season, the life's different. I, it I is. could totally see, I guess the amount of time you hang out. I think friendships that we have will always be there, but I, I think the amount of time we will see them will differ throughout because our, our you know our daughter is a little bit younger than our friends kids and this morning we had a birthday party for my goddaughter who turned four <laughs> and lucille is turning one so they're three years apart not that's not a you know a dramatic things but i mean you know she's already doing things and you know when they're younger i think like it is that. a big yeah. gap but when they're older it's like oh that's it nothing. might not be as big yeah we're four years apart exactly that's nothing but my my gratitude actually kind of piggybacks a little bit on yours and mine is actually lifelong friendships. And 
the reason why I say that is last night, me and uh, a guy that I've known since we were seven years old, <laughs> we went and watched our high school baseball team play in the Maryland State Championship game last night. And oh my God, what a, an amazing game. Old Mill pulled through and won it in extra innings. Uh, they were down three to one in the seventh inning, which is the, the last inning in high school ball. And scored two runs in the in the bottom of the seventh to tie it up, and then eventually won in the bottom of the ninth. But for somebody to to share that experience with somebody that I've grown up with, and we went to, and played baseball at Old Mill High School and experienced a state semifinal loss to our senior year. Uh, we saw my little brother win the state championship in 2003. So there, there's just a lot of history there, and you know we're still very good friends, and it was just a great experience. Hanging out with him um, wasn't one-on-one -on -one because he brought his son with him, um, but his son is super cool and is, is is almost five years old and is totally into sports, understands what's going on, <laughs> asks awesome. a lot of questions about baseball. It was just a real fun night last night, and it was great hanging out with my lifelong buddy and and his kid and and just seeing something very special. And one of the the most special things about last night is is actually. Um, you know, a, a friend of ours from high school uh, had a, a son kind of right after high school who was a senior last night <laughs> playing in his last game for Old Mill and had a very great night. He went uh, three for four with a walk, um, you know, was just a spark for that team. And, and just to see the joy in her eyes, um, you know, for, you know, it's like a whole career. You're, you're watching your kid play baseball from the time they're five, six, seven, just depending on when they get into it. And then to achieve something like that. I mean, it was just amazing just to see that and the joy in her eyes. So all in all, it was a great night last night. And I'm really glad that I got to experience that and, and made the, the drive up to Aberdeen. It was about an hour drive from home. So I'm really glad that I did that. And I know that was long winded, but I was very grateful for that opportunity to, to be there and witness that with my lifelong friend. No, I, I think that's awesome that you're able to, I think it's, I, sometimes I think we take for granted some of the friendships we have, but because we haven't really moved around a lot, it's just, we've, we've really held on tight to some awesome yeah, yeah. hardcore friendships and um, yeah, they're just lasting through whatever we go through. So yeah. it's, it's just great to say that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So let's dive into today's topic, everyday chaos. Yeah. So I have. I'm, I'm getting a little deep. Uh, I had a lot of reflection. You're rolling in the deep? <laughs> no. Sorry. I had a lot of reflection in the car thinking about this topic. And, um, you know, life that we, life in general is literally a series of problems. Yeah. And we're constantly solving problems. And I think it's just how you deal with them that makes life really amazing or can make life really sucky, just depending on how you look at it and how you solve it. It's about and perspective. For sure. Yeah. And I honestly think waves are like exactly like the ocean. Like they come and they go and it's just how you ride the wave. So mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be rough and sometimes there's a calm and it's going to be beautiful and you're going to ride it and it's just going to be majestic. And then sometimes it gets dark and it gets really rough and it gets stormy and it gets shitty and it's all how you deal with that. The really shitty parts, right? <laughs> you know? Um, and if you're unhappy or suffering, I think it's just like you're really lost in thought. Like you're really not thinking it through and trying to find the light in it. Right. Um, but yeah, I had this another analogy and I think it's kind of funny because I don't know if everyone's going to understand what this is, but <laughs> problems are like a light bright. 
in life. Ooh. Light bright. Do you remember a light bright? I remember light bright. Come on, I'm a, I'm a product of the 80s. <laughs> so for anybody who doesn't know what a light bright is, it's literally like a stand with a light bulb in it, and you put a black piece of construction paper over top, and you had to take these little colored plastic beads, and you had to poke through it for it to glow and turn into a picture. Kind of a light bright. Light, bright, something, something, something. <laughs> but it made me just think that, like, literally, I think life's problems are like a light, bright. Like, they all are going to begin a, a blank slate. Mm-hmm. It's going to be dark. And it's up to us to push through with that little tiny peg to find the light in life yeah. to make it beautiful. I don't know. I just thought of, for I, some reason. You know what? I, I, mean, I, know I didn't know where you're going that. with that, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. like I dig it. I think that anything can be really shitty if you look at it that way. And it's all yes. how you persevere and push through it. I mean, it takes hard work. And I think there has to be some kind of effort to make life amazing. And a lot of people think, oh, you know, why is life so hard? Well, life's hard in general because it's mm-hmm. a series of problems. But that's why it makes it so awesome is because when you find solutions to all these tiny problems, it you build and you grow and you learn. And it, like, it just makes you into the person you are. Right. Um, but anyway, I was just getting, I just thought of some like analogies that <laughs> just yeah. cracked me up when I was thinking about it. Well, and the, you know, and the more I'm thinking about this topic, it, it, you know, I feel like everything that we've podcasted so far kind of culminates to, you know, to this, because what we're really trying to do with this podcast is to help you make changes and, and really not follow exactly what we do, because what we do works for us and is not going to work for everybody else. But really what we're trying to do is to get you thinking about the things that you're doing in life, questioning those things and making sure that it's really good for you. So I I feel like this is kind of tying everything that we've done thus far together because we're really trying to give you antidotes as far as being able to simplify those things in life so that when tough times do come up, that you can persevere. And, and we're not saying that you can't be sad or angry about certain moments, but oh, it's how no. quick you bounce back and, and, you know, you know, take that moment to, to feel those emotions, ride those emotions, but then take action and, and do something mm-hmm. and, and make sure that you're doing what's best for yourself. You're doing what's best for your partner. You're doing what's best for your family and anybody who might be involved in the situation. And I think it's important that you do what's best for yourself first, because when you you're feeling to. great, then it spills on to everyone else. Um, but so I thought like in order to, to first, before we start talking about the little problems or that could look be, that could be problems in anyone's life, the problems in our life um, is just to preface with that. Oh crap. I forgot my thinking. Oh no. Damn it. It's a third cocktail. <laughs> Shit. Oh, okay. Pack. So There we go. She's back on sometimes track, Sometimes I think people don't look at it this way, and I've just started to look at this. I think how you solve problems should be a habit. I think you should have a habit or a routine of how you look at problems and how you solve it. Maybe mm-hmm. not the same strategy every time, but just on how you swallow it and digest it and then embrace it and then move on. And I think part of the thing that makes us – get through those tough times throughout the day is we kind of have a routine of how we look at problems and how we get through it. And I found two quotes that kind of contradict themselves, but I feel like both is important in life. And I just want to say it real quick. Shoot. So the one quote is the less routine, the more of life. So the less routine, you know how you have spontaneity, you do something different. It spices up life, makes it exciting. But then this quote is routine is liberating. It makes you feel in control. 
And I think both those both of those quotes, I think routine and spontaneity or so it's, it's or less of routine and routine are so necessary together in life because you, you need to find you want, balance. Yes. Yeah. Like you want to feel control, but at the same time, when you have those problems, you have to let go of the control. Mm-hmm. I think that's when you have to let go of control the most is when there's something that happens that is not in your favor or it's not what you wanted. And that's when you really have to like let go of the reins and embrace it and then just say, how can I take this and learn from it and grow from it? Well, when you're uncomfortable or doing things that are, you know, like you said, it, it makes you reflect and makes you grow. And rather than something that's easy to tackle, you might not really learn from that. But if it's something complicated, something that you really have to think about and that you have to really grind and, and face those those challenges, you're definitely going to learn from them. And you might not make the the right decisions to, you know, to begin with or to cope with whatever it is that, that you're dealing with. But you can take a look at those decisions that you made, look back on and reflect and say, what would you do differently? And then you're able to then take that and make it a routine for anything that comes up in the future. Yeah. And part of me, sometimes I, now I don't even think of it as wrong and right. I think of it as you make the decision that's best for you at that time. And you may look back and say, wow, that was a wrong decision. But I think it's all about your perspective. Like usually the biggest mistakes are the things that help you grow the most. Yes. So yeah. it, uh, anyway, I just thought it was interesting how those two quotes were side by side in this book that I have, but they both are so necessary mm-hmm. in order to just be happy in life. I think in my perspective, like I like being in control, but I also realize when I have to let go of control because that's when you have a little bit more excitement and oh, things yeah. that come your way that you're not expecting. And that's when kind of like the real growth happens. I'm going to let go. Let, 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 I can't <laughs> even talk right now. I'm going to let go of control after this podcast. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Oh, uh, oh man. Yeah. Oh, you're going there. I am. Anyway, Sorry. so um, just to talk about some of the daily chaos in our life that I think mm-hmm. could could ruin your day or could really make your day awesome, just depending on how you look at yes. it. Um, so one of the things I wrote down is like for me, I have to get up at the butt crack of yeah, dawn. Yeah, you do. I have to wake up at five oh five, <laughs> and some. You know, some people could look at that and be like, oh my God, that sucks. Like who wants to wake up that early? But I found so many positives. Like I wake up early, like before, like starting something new is obviously very difficult. But now like I love being able to wake up when the, before the sun comes up. And I do that on the weekends now too, because I'm programmed to do that during the week. I wake up early on the weekends and I get some alone time just to read or have a cup of coffee by myself. And even if it's like five or 10 minutes before Lucille gets up, it's right. just so refreshing to just have a little bit of time to myself. So I love that now the habit of me of waking up that early has overflowed into the weekends because I love getting up early. I love being able to see the sun come up. I think yeah. it's something well, we take for granted. Like sometimes you're like, oh, you know, the sun's coming up, whatever. Like we only appreciate it when we're on vacation on a beach somewhere, but really it's so fucking magical at your house. Right. Like we just don't see it that way. Yeah, no, we have, we have great sunrises here. Yeah, we have a lot of trees around us, but just seeing the sun come up over the trees is, is a quite an amazing sight. And, you know, this week has been kind of challenging in itself because Lucille has been deciding to get up basically the same time that you've been trying, you, you normally get up. Yeah. So that's been kind of a challenge, but you know, we, we adjust, you know, this morning I woke up a lot earlier than when I normally wake up, which was fine. You know, she was last night was one of those rare nights where Lucille got up early. Usually I think it was right on my shift. 
Um, and so I went in and tried to comfort her, laid her down asleep, wasn't having it. So I picked her back up again, comforted her again, laid her back down asleep, wasn't having it. So you're like, okay, I'll, I'll go try. You did your thing, tried didn't to lay work. her, didn't work. So, so uh, she was in bed with us and yeah, we'll co-sleep when we need to, and that's but it doesn't chaos, happen often, yeah. but that's part of the chaos. And it, you know, it was actually kind of cool last night. I mean, she was like snuggling up next to Jamie. I know. And then just Jameson is our, our yeah. pit bull, if anyone doesn't yeah. know. So it was just a, it was really cool to see that. And, you know, her getting up early and doing her thing. I mean, it, it's hard to get mad at that. I think, she just but it's smiles easy to, at you and yeah, to it's say great. like, you know, she's interrupting my sleep. It's like 3 a.m. Yeah, like, but, oh, my God, I can't believe she's doing this and get frustrated. But, you know, I think that was it's one of those like rough moments where we're like, you know what? We tried three times. Yeah. Plan B, we're going to bring her in with us. And seeing that moment with her and Jamie like snuggling was uber, uber cute. Yeah. She's, <laughs> oh she's had an affinity for Jamie this past two weeks. And, you know, she's done some super cute stuff with her. So, you know, we, we embraced the chaos last night, rolled with the punches, and we were all happier for it this morning. For sure. Um, so, yeah, getting up early, I think, could be like obviously could be a problem in someone's life, but I've found a lot of great positives out mm -hmm. of waking up early. Um, another thing I had was just our long commute to work. Yeah. I have a 45 minute commute so to do work. I. Yep. And sometimes I would complain about it and be like, I could be getting so many other things done. But when I think about it, I'm like those 45 minutes is, I really actually cherish that on my way home because that's when I kind of just decompress from teaching. Right. And I have that as alone time. And I had never thought of it as alone time before. I just thought about, oh, I'm in my car and I'm wasting time. But really, it's like if I was home, if I, if I worked five minutes from home and I'd be coming home, I probably would just be sitting on the couch too. Like I'd be still be sitting. So just looking at it in a different light, like, listen, I get that time to myself. I can listen to a podcast if I choose to. I cannot listen to anything. I can stop somewhere if I want to on the way home, if I mm -hmm. want a cup of coffee or I can explore something new. Like I just look at that long commute in a different light and it just, it just helps me reframe my mind and it reframes my commute to just make it enjoyable. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way. You know, we're really big podcast people. We listen to them. We do this one and you know, in the mornings, I have, I'm i either learning or mindless sports stuff. And, you know, I've got my sports podcast I listen to that's usually every other day. And if I find something interesting in one of my other ones that's more of, of learning and understanding, you know, I, I'm really into politics and stuff like that. If I see something more interesting, I might not listen to the sports podcast. But, you know, I consider that as part of my growth and, you know, taking that 45 minutes in the morning and, and you know, growing you know, even before I go into work, um, usually I try to do the mindless stuff in the mornings to, to kind of prepare myself for the day <laughs> and then, you know, really do like the, the learning stuff in the evenings. But, um, you know, I definitely don't take that 45 minutes for granted and, you know, not thinking, like you said, not thinking about it, just sitting in traffic or in my car. You know, it's an opportunity for me to, you know, do something that I like doing. And lately, you know, I know sometimes the commute can get mundane and be like so monotonous over and over. But lately I've been like GPSing, like just to see what, like what the traffic's like. And lately it's been taking me on some different routes and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to go that way. I've never gone that way. And I've been just going those routes instead. And it helps just the, just the slight change of mm -hmm. scenery 
just makes your day a little bit better. Like going a different route. And I don't know if you ever did this since you work in Baltimore, but I've been trying different routes. Even oh, if it's have. still a highway, yeah. it's nice just going down a different back road or seeing something new or seeing a different tree in the road. And it sounds so cheesy, but it's made my commutes a little bit more enjoyable just trying different ways to get yeah. home. And I might see something new on the way home that may spark some kind of idea or, oh, let me try this place. And yeah. it's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I've um, it, it, the Beltway's been messed up a couple times, and I've had to go through Baltimore City because I work right in, like literally, I can throw a stone into the Baltimore City line just north of the city. So I usually take the Baltimore Beltway, but there have been a couple times where I've had to trek through the city, and it's very interesting because Google just takes you on the quickest way and doesn't know the different neighborhoods and stuff like that. So, I mean, I've gone through some very interesting areas. <laughs> um, it's just eye-opening um, just to see different ways that different people live. And it kind of makes you appreciate where you come from, too. It, it does. Um, but, you know, it, it also makes you see a, you know, a, a system that's completely failed a lot of people as well. Um, so it, it gives me a chance to reflect and it's just, you know, one of those things where every now and then, you know, if it takes me through there, you know, you, you, you just kind of sit there and, and just think about life and how things could be different for you. And just depending on, you know, where you're brought up, how you're brought up and, mm -hmm. and, and the, the type of people who are running your lives, but I don't want to get down on that. Um, Excuse me. I don't know if anyone yeah, heard that. My no, throat made a weird noise. Goodness. <laughs> um, so another thing I had that could be um, chaotic is, especially for me, uh, just behaviors from kids. Because I work with kids. Yeah. And because they're, they're their own being, they're individuals, you never know what's going to come out of them, what they're going to experience, what they're going to share. And it can get really frustrating and overwhelming and stressful just dealing with kids all day long and even it could be stay-at-home moms or daycare providers and one thing that's really helped me kind of tame that chaos is that I kind of have educated myself even more on child development mm -hmm. and I think education is so important because it helps you really understand the why and I've been listening to a couple of podcasts just to help kind of refresh my memory because I feel like just because I learned it once in college doesn't mean I'm going to remember it always, but just to remember like how children grow, what's best for kids, the importance of movement and just asking questions and making them feel special. And it's just crazy once you keep reminding yourself of the why kids act the way they do, it just helps open your heart, open your mind to just you know what? I don't have to do this harsh discipline with them. I, I don't have to do what other teachers are doing if that's what is quote unquote the norm of a classroom and just the the daily the daily education of that and I I get most of mine from podcasts has really helped me embrace the struggle of dealing with children and just seeing the joy of it. And yes, it's chaotic every day, <laughs> sometimes more, sometimes less, but it's different every day. And I'm so much happier because I'm letting the chaos in and because I understand why the kids are doing things versus just doing things and being mm -hmm. just because I thought that's what I had to do. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And you can flip that and reverse it. Like, Missy Elliott and you, you could say the same, you could say the same thing for, you know, 
dealing with coworkers, you know, True. you have to understand that people take a lot of stuff from work. You know, there's a lot of outside factors that people bring into work and you may run into a situation where somebody says something to you the wrong way, looks at you the wrong way, um, is an asshole or whatever, but you don't know what's going on in that person, li- person's life at any given time. And, you know, instead of like firing back at them, just ask questions and, and, you know, you can get to the root cause of certain things if you ask the right questions, but more so I feel like we're, you know, we, we, we hear something from somebody and we either fire back and get angry or whatever. And we don't really try to understand where the other person's coming from. It's like the same thing where you are trying to understand where your kids are coming from. We can do the same thing with adults too. And we're quick to label. Like if, for example, like if a kid says something like, I don't want to do that, I want to do this. It's like, Oh, this kid, he must get whatever he wants or he's spoiled. And I think we can label coworkers too. Like, well, they're a bitch or, you know, just using very negative labeling terms right. to describe people when really it's like, well, um, there's a reason why they said that. Right. We just need to ask. Yeah. No, we, 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 and that's the thing. We don't take the time to really ask those questions and, and see how people are feeling and why they're feeling that way or why they think things should be done one way over another thing, you know, um, it's part of, you know, working together as a team and, and advancing your business. You, you know, you may have disagreements, but if you can articulate where you're coming from and, and try to understand where the other person's coming from, often at the end of the day, you're going to be able to come up with some kind of result or, or, or um, outcome that's going to be beneficial for each other and the company. And I never thought of it this way, but I feel like just asking questions from adults or coworkers is a form of education. Like Mm -hmm. you're informing yourself of your environment and most of us are in our work environment. Majority of our, like majority of our life, we're at work. 40 plus hours a week. So why not educate yourself with your surrounding, but by just getting to know your coworkers and asking questions. I feel like we don't look at it as a type of education system, but really that's that's how you inform yourself to get along with people. Here's another thing though. We've always been told, you know, not to ask about people's per- like keep work about work and, and not ask about personal life. And I think that's bullshit. Like, no, you're right. You know, Don't you, mix you're, pleasure you're with, with these business people or, all the time. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I want to know what's going on in their lives. I, I, you know, I genuinely care about these people and knowing what's going on in their lives. If something bad's happening, a, I can understand if they're short with me or, you know, yes. just having, a, you know, Helps just you empathize it way more, but you know, I can also, I like listening to people. I'm a pretty good listener. And, you know, if somebody needs to talk to me about something, you know, I'll, I'll stay after work or whatever, or, you know, go out with them and, and, you know, grab a coffee just to, you know, have a chat or whatever. But I think, you know, if we did that more, I mean, I work in a, a company that deals with, with mental health and, you know, there's obviously a huge stigma around mental health. And, you know, we, we don't, we're, we're in fear of talking about it at work because you, you fear that you might lose your job. But I mean, we need to be open up and talk about it. We need to be able, because most of the people, one out of five people are, are dealing with a mental health, health issue. And we need to be able to have those open conversations so that, A, people feel supported. And that's a, that's a big thing. Like a lot of, you know, we wouldn't need to go to, to psychologists or psychiatrists or counselors and stuff like that. If we could just have a conversation with somebody and be ourselves. Well, and everyone wants to feel connected and everyone wants have to have to. a sense of community. And if you think about it, it's so bullshit. If you think about like, we shouldn't get personal at work, but we're at work most of our lives. Right. So that doesn't make any sense no, to me now. You think about it's it. It's asinine. So 
that's why I wanted to bring that up is, is that, you know, we have to be able, we have to understand that everyone has their own personal chaos and that can enter in the workplace at any given time. Oh, it's and going to it, for it's, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's unavoidable. Um, you know, and just where I'm working and understanding what we do and, and how we try to help people, uh, you know, cope with, with life's challenges. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, I'd like to get that conversation started and, and, you know, just being more open to having those discussions with your coworkers, with your family, with your friends, like the people you care about, the people you see every day, you should be able to have those conversations. And, and I know I'm kind of going completely no, off the rails of what we were talking about, I but think I think it's just very important to, no, to address like, that. A lot of people work 40 hour weeks and I don't know how well they know their coworkers really. Like you may know them on a surface level saying, hi, how are you? And I was exactly the same way. And lately I've been like really trying to connect with my coworkers. And I may, I've told you maybe one night at dinner, like I learned some amazing stuff about one of my coworkers. She like told me her whole life story. And I was like blown away that I've worked with her for so long and I didn't know this. And it made me look at her in a completely different yeah, light. Yeah. And I think that if anyone has been working in the same place for a long time, even if it's just for a year, like look at the people around you that you connect with all the time and just take the time to just get to know that person. And I bet you that you will have an amazing, a better experience at work than you did before Sure, sure. and make connections and build a sense of kind of sense of community at work. Even if you really hate your job, like at least you're going to love the people you work with right. or at least connect with them on and some level. hopefully you level. don't hate your job. I mean, hopefully not, yeah, but you but, know, sometimes work is work and it's yeah. not, it's for a certain part of their life until they yeah. get to what they want to do. You may hate your job at a given time, but if, if you hate who you're working for, I challenge you to, to find something else because that's not healthy for you either is to show up at a place where you loathe going to. It's oh, yeah. not good for your mental health. Agreed. Uh, so I have one more thing, I guess, because they're trying to keep it short. One more thing. Um, the chaos of just feeling super confident before you walk out the door. And I know as a woman, I don't know if it's the same as a man. And I told you this before, like we, for a woman, at least for me, I feel as confident as you told as me as good today. as my hair looks. Like <laughs> if my hair is like uh, is on point, like I feel on point, even no matter what I'm wearing, as long as my hair is looking great, like I feel great. And I think one solution that I have found, there are days where it doesn't look so hot and maybe no matter how much I try to make it look cute, it's just not happening. There are some suggestions on how to still make yourself look confident, A, buy some really cool freaking hats because yeah. that completely solves any kind Your of Carmen major. San Diego hat. I mean, I have some knit hats and I have my new hat that I bought, but I seriously like will put them on if I, my hair is like looking atrocious. I, there's nothing I can do about it. I put on a hat. And I'm like, bam, magically, I feel confident. And another thing I used to do is dry shampoo will instantly make your hair look better and headbands. You can use headbands in a variety of ways just to make your hair look better. And I, I'm sure a lot of women out there are probably nodding too because I'm serious. I don't know what it is about the hair and how you feel overall, but seriously, like all of the powers in the hair, like my hair is looking great. I'm feeling great. I don't know how Same many... with me. <laughs> is it really? Sometimes I got this piece of hair that sticks up and I can, there's nothing I can do about it. I have a real shitty day when that happens. Seriously? No, I'm just, I mean, <laughs> I do notice it and I don't think anybody else does. It's, it's just me. Um, but like, it doesn't ruin my day. But like, again, it's, it's yeah. something so yeah. small, but it's, I think it's so pivotal because yeah. it can, 
when you walk out the door, you want to feel your like you want to feel sexy, confident, ready to tackle well, anything. That's, I and do want to feel confident when I leave, and yeah. that's you know I make sure my clothes are nicely pressed. Not that I need pressed. a pressed. What press. does pressed mean? You don't yeah. iron them. That they're not they're not wrinkled, and oh. you know luckily I have a really good wrinkle free clothes. Twillery folks, that shit is <laughs> legit. But you know I I I, I agree like wearing something that makes you feel confident, makes you ready to tackle the day can solve and help with a lot of the chaos. Very cool. Yeah. So what do you got for us in the long lines of resources, Jilly? Uh, <laughs> so the resource of the day is actually the, it's a mindfulness journal Okay. that we have at the house. And it's kind of funny that it, this was a gift to my mom when she retired and the title was do one thing every day that centers you. And it was just called a mindfulness journal. And I look at this anytime, like I need a good quote or I just want to start the day with like, I want to prime my mind with mm -hmm. like a good attitude. So I, I just want to challenge people to find some kind of quote book or some kind of book that you can just look in and find some kind of message or quote or picture that just lights you up and gives you some kind of like hope or just positive direction for that day because this really helps me when I just need that little extra mm, to start my day. And I like sharing these quotes with Lucille once in a while and just saying <laughs> our quote today is blah. And uh, so, yeah, that that's my resource for today. My little mindfulness journal that really wasn't mine. It was my mom's, yeah. but I'm getting a lot of value out of it. Check it out, folks. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to today's quote of the day. Yes, and the quote of the day is from this little mindfulness journal. I knew journal. you were going with that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's from M.C. Escher. M.C. Hammer? No. <laughs> uh, the quote is, we adore chaos because we love to produce order. So, your take action. We love to solve problems because life is one giant roller coaster of problems problems for us to learn and grow from and you're laughing at me Why i'm just thinking of Chappelle's good oh no I'm solving problems never mind i'm not even gonna say it oh gosh um but yeah so just adore the chaos friends because secretly we want to find the answer to our chaos but it's all in how we embrace it and tackle it so embrace the highs and the lows from life learn from them because that's what makes life meaningful. And what's even cooler is that you just might connect and meet some amazing people along the way and mm -hmm. build some really long lasting relationships. And I think that's also what makes life so grand is the people around you that you're sharing it with too. Couldn't agree. And I think we, we both alluded to in our opening gratitude segment, kind of, we brought this one back full loop here. We've done that before. Yeah, it's kind of eerie. It's, it's unintentional, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, no, we're, we're here to try to help you simplify that chaos and hence the, the name simplified chaos. And it's weird. Cause I've actually learned some things through this discussion about just, just the topic we talked about. Yeah. It's crazy how we learn from ourselves. <laughs> That's cheap. I will say this, you know, even if this podcast isn't getting out to, you know, many people, we, we, we do get some great feedback, but just the sheer fact that, you know, you and I get to learn a lot about certain topics or about each other, the way we think, like this is just something we're going to keep on doing. And so, again, we hope you're getting benefit out of this. And really, like I said earlier, we want to make you think we're not, we're not telling you to do things the way that we're doing 
things, but just to get you thinking about the way you're doing things and making sure that you're um, doing positive changes in your life to make sure that you're simplifying any of the chaos that might come your way. So yeah, that's Be our episode. Because we're called Simplify yeah, Chaos. Yeah, see? How many times are we going to say simplify, chaos? Simplify Chaos, <laughs> folks. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. If you like this episode, please take a snapshot of it and share it with your friends on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We will be back next week with another episode. We're grateful for you all. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you later, guys. We want to thank everybody for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe and sign up to receive notifications so you know when the next episode is live. If you like today's episode and know someone who could benefit from the topic we covered, please share it with them. And if you have any suggestions for us and want to chime in on today's topic, you can email us at simplifiedchaospodcast at gmail.com, and that's chaos with a K, or send us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you